Welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers podcast. We release podcasts here, in part and in full, on the Joy of Sunflowers website. The Joy of Sunflowers podcast is about sisterhood through infertility and pregnancy loss. We cover a range of topics including fertility, pregnancy after loss and so much more. I speak with a range of people including wellness professionals, medical experts and beautiful mamas. The aim of this podcast is to bring you information and experiences that will validate and equip you for whatever season you find yourself in right now. Hi, Curtis. Welcome to the Joy of Sunflowers. Thank you so much for joining me. Please introduce yourself a little bit more. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, of course, like you said, my name is Curtis Stevenson. Uh, I live in Ottawa, in uh, Ontario, Canada, the capital of uh, the country, um, 44 years old, and uh, uh, I'm going through the IVF journey with my partner, Sabrina, and couldn't be more happy to do it. I This is my first kind of um, foray into the IVF world. I didn't really know a lot about it before I met Sabrina. Um, so it's been a very kind of steep learning curve in seeing what... Uh, uh, she's been through what the process is, and uh, Sabrina is very um, well knowledge about it. So I've become kind of like, just by gleaning off information, um, have done a deep dive into that world. Uh, I work and manage a tasting room in Ottawa, so I'm all about wine. Wine is my passion. It's been that way for a good 25 years since I first started getting into the industry. So um, I love what I do. It's a fantastic job. I like to bring lots of passion and uh, inspire people um, in a very kind of a poetic fashion in terms of my work. Um, and so I like to always like support that with what Sabrina is doing as well, because she has a lot of passion for, you know, having kids and so do I. And something that is very important to both of us. And it, it's very difficult, as like everyone knows. But it's something that I've always wanted and she's always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So b- before we get into it, um, yeah, I was going to ask, like, is it something that you've always wanted? Like, w- did you always know you were going to be a dad? Did you always want to be one? Oh, from a very young age. I think when I was, like, even in my 20s, and you know, I was still a kid. You know, but, you know, I had a really good upbringing. My parents were fantastic. I have an older brother and older sister, and we had a great upbringing. And I think from, like, a very young age, I knew that I wanted to have a family and, like, the biggest family that I could. Um, Of course, that didn't happen through some, you know, previous relationships. There was some, you know... Um, discrepancy on on having a family um so that sort of what led me to now uh even though i am you know uh more of a you know mature adults that's something that i think that's is still something incredibly important to me having a family is basically like that's my dream to have yeah so um how did you sort of come into this journey i've heard it from sabrina's uh side of things but um yeah, I'd love to hear like the story of like how you met and and sort of how you came yeah. into the journey with her. Yeah, I mean it's a really funny story because Sabrina and I have the same best friend. And 
Um, we never met for a good, you know, 15 years, even though we have the same best friend because um, our best friend is Samantha and uh, Sabrina and her uh, met when they were just kids going through like elementary school and they were best friends for their, basically their entire life. Um, I met Sam through uh, our work and we became best friends. Um, but there was some kind of like, we just never really connected because there's like kind of two different worlds, right? In terms of like friendships, especially within the restaurant industry, which is where I met Samantha. Um, so we never really connected and we both had different partners at the same time as well. Um, so it took a couple of, you know, uh, us splitting up with our partners and then we met and just instantly connected. And it was so funny because they were like, I can't believe we've never met before because the chances were like always there for us to connect through our mutual best friends. But then when we finally did, it was at like the right moment. So it almost seemed like fate, even though like fate is something that's uh, sort of terrible to think about when it comes to, you know, the pain and hardship that we all go through our entire lives. But it really was uh, an amazing kind of moment. And we just quickly became um, not only just like partners, but like best friends and just loved all the same things. And it, it just sort of went from there. So we, we, we both have to thank Samantha for really being that kind of pivot um, when it comes to us connecting, but it's been just a, an amazing journey like ever since. Yeah, no, I, I love your story um, and how you met. And it's so true. When you've got a mutual best friend, you'd think that you'd have met already or like at least like passed each other, like at a, I, I don't know, a birthday party or something. Um, but yeah, like when you have different friendship groups, it's really like you kind of don't want to mix them because usually there's a very big difference in like personalities and all that. So you just kind of like keep them separated um but yeah i guess yeah, i guess yeah. you can't do that anymore no absolutely not no and as a funny kind of anecdote we did meet um very briefly at there was like a a store i think it's got like sporting life or something like that and i saw sam and uh sabrina walking by and so i went went up to sort of like say hello and I keep teasing Sabrina about this all the time. And it's like, this is when we like first met, um, before we first met. And uh, I went up to uh, the uh, the store and I like surprised Sam and, and she was there and she totally blew me off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, and then walked away kind of thing. And it's like, that's when we first met. She's like, I can't remember that. <laughs> but and then it's like you know that's that's the way it is kind of thing and it's I keep like teasing her about that kind of first moment yeah those first moments are the best though because you know they're they're always something really like awkward and usually not very good for one of you you know so hey I I think you came off looking pretty good and she came off looking pretty mean but I'm glad you guys are together now because I've seen your pictures online and like I follow you guys on Instagram and it was, you guys are so cute. Like I love your, like your relationship. It looks so lovely and and just so supportive and the things that she was saying about 
you know, how you guys are moving through, you know, this process, you know, it was just really lovely to hear that, you know, you're so supportive and that you're sort of there for her. So yeah. How, how did you guys progress from meeting and like, yes, I, you know, I want to be with you to then going on this, you know, IVF journey. I mean, that's a very good question because it was just like, literally, we meet, um, develop this relationship, and she was already going through an IVF journey um, when I met her. So I was really surprised at how I was just like, you know what, like, I, I think that's like fantastic. And it's like, I fully support that. I wasn't, I was surprised at how I wasn't scared at all. Um, and I was just like, yes, you know, like, let's, you know, you know, I will absolutely keep supporting, you know, you and do whatever I can. Um, and it was still with, um, she of course was separated from her previous partner, but the IVF journey was still going through what they had started. Um, and then um, after that, after that unfortunately failed, we started our, our own journey together. Um, and, but it was just like, it honestly, for me, I didn't even think twice about it. I loved her so much uh, that it was just like, this is just like, even though we've only known each other for, you know, a very short time, like I knew that this was what I wanted and, and she felt the same kind of way. So it's like, let's just like start it all over again. Uh, and that's when I really got into that whole world in, uh, in everything. And it's just so much, right. Mm. Um, but she is just incredibly versed in it and educated me on, Kind of every step on what to do, uh, but I was just like, yeah, let's this, 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 this do this because, of course, it's what I wanted. I've been wanting a family for a very long time. That's what she wanted, and we're just like, look, we're going to do this together. Yeah. Um, and we quickly, we quickly, you know, um, she moved in with me in a small apartment in center town in Ottawa, which is way too small for the two of us. So. We eventually um, bought a house together in uh, in Quebec, and just to you know have that space for a family, um, and it's just been yeah, everything since. Yeah, I, I know she said that you you were there for her first loss. Um, mm -hmm. So how how was that for you? Like, what was the experience like? Because I think she said it was with. I think she said it was with your embryo as well. Of course. Yeah. So we, we went through, she went through a loss with her other partner and then we went through a loss like ourselves um, because it was, we thought that we had it. Um, and when it comes to like doing IVF, like you always think like, um, let's not do tests. Let's not do tests. Let's wait until we do the tests. But of course you do them because you can't help yourself. Right. And everything was looking really, really good. And then we get to um, that first ultrasound appointment. And then you see this kind of like this like black hole. And it's like, there's something wrong. And of course, like your heart drops into your stomach. But at the same time, you know, you, you think like, you know what? Like, at least I think, you know what? There's still some hope. There's still something. We may be able to like, 
you know, this might not be the end. She, of course, is very realistic with how realistic she is because she knows through, you know, this community how things are. Whereas I am a completely, you know, new to it and I want things, you know, I have this crazy optimistic kind of view um, to see things that, oh, no, it's going to be okay. Of course, it wasn't okay. And we had that miscarriage and it, it, absolutely devastating. And from, you know, my point of view, it, it was all about just, you know, supporting her. You know, it was a very, very difficult time. And we were driving all around, you know, going to Toronto, you know, driving back. Meanwhile, she has this kind of loss and it doesn't process. And at a certain point, things like comes together and then your brain just sort of gets it and then it gets into your heart. And that's when, you know, that tragedy really comes through, you know, and that's what sort of happens, you know, for Sabrina. And Sabrina, I'm just absolutely amazed in, in how her body and mind and heart processes things because they're... Of course, it's, it's incredibly difficult because what you put into it, and I say what 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 she puts into it is so much more than what I do. Like like as you know, the partner, my responsibility is really to support her because I'm not the one taking shots every day. I'm not the one taking twenty five vitamin pills every day you know, and regulating diets and things like this. And so when all of that, all that pain and journey results in, in that tragic loss, it's, it is just, you know, for her and for anyone who's gone through it, it's the most tragic kind of thing because there's so much that goes into it before, because there is that event, but it's also everything that year long process that goes into it and, and your heart and your, your whole soul. So when that happened, it was just like, of course, like lots of tears and male, whatever I can do to comfort that and to hold doctors after hours and see what went wrong and what we can do. Of course, like, of course I'll do that. Like, I don't care who I'm annoying at that, at that point, but she is brilliant because she goes through, she feels everything really through. And then it's, it's like you, that tragedy never, never leaves you, but then it's like, okay, you know what? We're going to make this better. We're going to start again. What can we do that was different to start really um, making things? Uh, this is, doesn't happen again. Right. And so we started almost like immediately after that tragedy um, to start the process again with a new doctor and a new kind of protocol. Yeah, yeah. She was saying it was uh, it was quite a hard time. So how how did you deal with it? Because I mean, I know you said you were you were focusing on her and and you know you were all all about sort of helping her. But how how did you feel while you were going through the same thing? Because obviously. I know she obviously went through quite a lot beforehand, but you're in there with her. You're seeing it. You're you're going through the trauma alongside her, even if you're not necessarily feeling it or you are feeling it. So how, how did you go with that? I, I was lots of tears. 
you know, um, lots of tears with Serena. Um, I mean, like I said, I thought we had it. And well, right now, um, it, it was, <clears throat> it was uh, extremely hard. Um, dealing with it, we all deal with um, um, that kind of uh, tragedy in very different ways, right? Yeah. Uh, I really. It, it, I wanted to be like stoic about it, you know, um, by myself. Um, I didn't want to, of course, like I shared that kind of like those, those tears with Sabrina, but all my own time, um, it, it was, it was always with me. And I am a kind of person who, you know, okay. It, it's kind of, a, I came from a family that didn't like to show a lot of emotion. And, um, and so I basically put myself like to work. So I, you know, would work more um, to sort of like get through that. Um, but I always had moments where it was like a quiet moment to just almost like be in a corner. You want to pull the, pull the sheets over your head kind of thing. Right. And just um, like be alone. Right. Um, so I, I had lots of times like, like that. Uh, and then when I was with Sabrina, it would just be a lot easier to, to deal with it because we could, we were very communicative between ourselves, but I definitely had a lot of moments where I was like at a loss and just like, I don't know, I don't know what to do kind of thing. And that's what I think like a lot of people go through as well. Like just like, it's just, what do I do here? There's no kind of like, you can follow every protocol in the books when it comes to like going through this process. But like when it comes to loss, it's just like, there's no, you don't know what to do. And so you're just kind of like in this kind of limbo sometimes. And so sometimes I felt like I was, you know, in a limbo until I was with her and then we could, once we were together, I felt, you know, a lot better because we could talk about it and uh, and share the loss kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's hard to share it with other people as well because then you're you're like, are you going to say something okay and like helpful, or are you going to say something that is going to make this whole thing worse? Um, so I can. Yeah. And there's, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know, family and friends, you know, I'm very open about, you know, our journey. And so, you know, you know, talking to like my mother and my father about it uh, was, was fantastic. And, but not, it, it was surprising once I reached out to some friends and everyone kind of has someone that has gone through uh, IVF in some kind of uh seven degree of separation. So I was really surprised once I started talking about it with, you know, other people that, you know, they were very supportive, but you know, I was very wary about it at first. Mm. Um, it was great to just, you know, talk with others because again, I come from a very, like much of a, um, a, a past where it's like, it's difficult to talk about it. 
but once I once I did, I was filled with a lot of support. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people have the same sort of story where they're like, you know, as soon as I started talking about it, I started hearing about all these other people that have gone through a similar thing to myself. Um, but there, there have also been obviously times where people have said maybe the wrong thing or, you know, but <laughs> people do try and to, you know, they're trying to support you and try and help you. And, um, you know, normally it's just coming from a loving place and that wrong thing might just be all they can say because they don't know what it, to it, say. It, it, and trigger right and I, I've noticed this myself um where I've had to unfollow people on you know Facebook or Instagram that just say the wrong thing and it's just like you know what like it, and it's just like I don't want like, the last thing you want to do is lash out in anger and frustration because that never really puts out that positive kind of vibe into the world it's just like you know what I'm just gonna like cut ties and and that'll be that I really hope you enjoyed the first part of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit thejoyofsunflowers.com. Please note that all speakers, including experts and professionals, express information, views and opinions that should not be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. If you have a medical issue, please consult a qualified professional. Speakers voice their own views, opinions and conclusions and they may not reflect the views, opinions and conclusions of other speakers. Ella Rose, The Joy of Sunflowers and its sponsors may not endorse all or any of the views, opinions or conclusions expressed.